Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Hi, welcome back to Ruth Day 2. Um, we are going to talk today actually about the book of Ruth. Imagine that, talking about the book of Ruth while we're studying the book of Ruth. Um, and today we are going to start out with Ruth 1, 1 through 5. So, Terry, take it away. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. <clears throat> so a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malan and Kilian. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Malan and Kilian also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Pretty heartbreaking to be in a foreign country and, and lose your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She went in with everyone. Mm-hmm. And she left with um, Ruth. With Ruth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's later on day 25, I think. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get it's there. not that long. Don't be yeah. afraid. We are not stretching roots for 25 days. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Two verses a day. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get a little background here on Elimelech's family. Okay. What do We're we know? From Bethlehem, mm-hmm. which, you know, we love that. That's the city of David. That's where Jesus was born. Um, so pretty cool. He had two sons, um, and they had to leave because of a famine. Right. Mm-hmm. So they all packed up and moved to Moab. So the, um, one of the things, a couple things that were interesting to me is one, it makes notes that they were Ephrathites. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, who cares? But from my studying, it sh- um, I learned that the Ephrathites were a long-established family line mm-hmm. in Bethlehem. So this isn't like we were here for a little while and now we're going somewhere else. This was like we are pulling up all of our roots that we have had for a long, long time, and we're going somewhere foreign that actually they shouldn't have gone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that they chose Moab to go to. Um, I would love to have known what the, you know, was that just the closest place where the famine hadn't hit maybe? Um, and so it didn't seem, because Rosemary, you said earlier, we're not talking great distances here. No, maybe five miles. So I think. Don't quote me on that because I'm not like using my GPS on that. But maybe a bigger, you know, um, um, a bigger area, more commerce, more mm-hmm. industry, more ability to make a living. Um, yeah, and I've, 
I think it's closer, like 50 or 60 miles from okay. one place to the other. Okay. But there were definitely, like, you could go, th- depending on where they were, you could, you know, take the long route or the short route or whatever. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because they had to go so- through some really tough territory. Right. To, to get, get there. there. That's yeah, right. it wasn't an easy move. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And they were leaving, so they were leaving their, you know, place that they had only known and they're moving to this foreign country um, to some people who were not friendly um, as a nation toward one another. And they're leaving. This is where judges comes back into play um, that we talked about yesterday, but they're leaving because of a famine. And in Deuteronomy, it makes a note that God says, if you do not obey the Lord, your God, then all of these curses are going to be placed upon you and your people and your lands. And one of those curses is famine. Famine. Mm-hmm. And so that's, just, and there are lots and lots of reasons that famine happens, not just because you've turned your back on God, but um, this is obviously not a place that is living in God's favor. Like he had intended it for, or intended for it to be. Right. Well, the Israelites were not supposed to associate with the Moabites. Um, you know, they're the ones that paid Balaam to curse Israel. Um, they wouldn't give them any food when they were traveling through that territory coming into the promised land. Um, so it's, it's just kind of crazy that after God has said, I don't want you to associate with them in any way, shape, or form, then this upstanding family moves to Moab. Mm-hmm. It makes me think, I mean, we have moved around a lot um, because home is where the army sends you when you are <laughs> yes. in the army. Yes. Um, so we've home moved around a lot. Are. Yes. Uh, and sometimes it's not been places that we wanted to move, um, but obviously we did. And then God used that. And I, it was never a case of like, God said, we cannot move there you know, because that's, that was not an issue, but Suzanne said, we can't move there. So, and then the army said, yes, you can. And you can see my claw marks all the way across the country as, you know, we move from one place to the other, but God has always um, taken those places wherever it was and redeemed those places for us and given us relationships and experiences and things that we never would have had had we not ended up where the army sent us. So I just kind of wondered, you know, this famine is happening and it's driven this family out. And so they're going somewhere. Is this where they wanted to go? Or are they going there because this is the closest place of food and water and commerce? And, you know, like you mentioned, Angie, and then, and then we'll be able to see how he takes these things and he does in his time redeem what happens through all of it too. I, you know, as I'm seeing them move from Bethlehem into um, Moab, I'm, it kind of reminds me of times where, wow, things aren't feeling really good here. I need to take matters into my own hands, not listen to what God has to say for me. Mm -hmm. Just make sure that I fix this right. I get it. Like a famine's pretty serious. And uh, Elimelech is trying to make sure his family is fed. Everybody started laughing at me. (laughs) But that was one thing, Terry, by the way, when you were reading scripture, I was going, oh, yeah, I'm grateful. Thank you, God, that I don't have to do that. (laughs) It's like, read all those names out loud and get them right. I'm like, whew, yeah. Um, 
but but this I think was a, a case of Elimelech um, taking things into his own hands. Um, could very well have been, yeah. Which is another disobedience, <clears throat> which is part mm-hmm. of why the famine's there in the first place. The, at first, they were just going to go for a while. Sojourn means right. to travel to a place and linger a little bit. It doesn't mean move. Uh-huh. So I don't think the plan was ever to move there and settle there. I think the plan was to maybe, we don't know what he does for a living. Mm-hmm. I don't think That's it's true. farming. Yeah. I don't think it's farming. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe he was taking his, I don't know, his jewelry making business and going to Moab and he's just going to make enough money to buy some food or whatever, mm-hmm. then come back home. But maybe it just didn't work out that way. Um well, you know how easy it is. A decade goes by. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, I, I look at some of our moves and, and, and even now, it, I mean, where did the last 40 years go? <laughs> right. right. So, yeah, they may not have intended to go there and settle. It could have very well been. We'll just go until the famine's over um, and then head home. Mm-hmm. But, but life he died. He died. The kids got married. Yeah. I mean, then they but- died. Yeah. But you know what they took with them were the traditions. Their Jewish culture, they took yep. that with them and they were strong. And they were strong enough for Ruth to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Strong enough for Orpah to know whether she wanted to be involved in that or not, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that, I think, still did provide strength for Naomi through all these losses. Yeah. So what are some of the losses? Like specifically... You know, we know that she's left behind her family and her people um, Mm -hmm. as a whole, and they've moved to this foreign country, and then her husband dies, and then her kids, her sons marry these foreign women, and then her sons die. And as a culture, where does that leave, you know, culturally, where does that leave her? Yeah. In a really bad spot, Mm -hmm. in a really bad, because there's no one there to take care of her in a foreign country. Um, she has nothing, nothing of her own. Right, because when her husband died, she would have depended on her sons mm-hmm. for their provisions. And then her sons are dead. And now it's her and these two women who love her dearly. And she obviously loves also, but now there's no one to take care of them. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I would love to know more about um, all of the interactions between Naomi and her daughter-in-laws, because she couldn't have exactly been thrilled when her boys married Moabite women, mm-hmm. um, because I think she was a faithful Israelite. She would have known the prohibitions against that. And yet we see that they've grown in relationship, that they love each other, that they care for each other, that they feel responsible for one another. Um, it's pretty awesome love that she has for those women and that they have for her. And we are jumping ahead a little bit on that because we haven't touched that in quite yet. We'll get quite more yet. into that tomorrow. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But it is, I mean, definitely, you, you. if you know any part of the story, you know that, you know, Ruth sticks with Naomi, which is a testament to her faith. Um, but let's just touch back real quick on why it is that they were, the Israelites and the Moabites were not to be intermingled. And that goes back like a long time, long time. 
back to Abraham. Right. Because God said no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting, though. The Moabites were descendants of Lot's. Yeah. Remember Lot's two daughters, after they left Sodom and Gomorrah, his two daughters go into him. They say, oh, you know, we don't have any husbands. Our line's going to die out. They get him drunk and they go in and have sex and and they have children. Uh, On separate nights, yeah. Yeah, by their dad. And then those children are the Moabites. So So that's one part of it. Tough start. I'm sorry. (laughs) Another part of it is when um, the nation of Israel was taking the land um, and they were hungry and thirsty and stuck out um, in the desert fighting. They had nothing, and the Moabite people would not come out and bring them any food or water and help them in any way. So at that point, God says, have nothing to do with them. Yeah. Um, Ever, as long as you live. As long yeah. as you live. Don't even Ever. try to make a, a treaty with them or a friendship with them. Don't. And yeah, and then he goes on to say that these people, these people are not welcome in the congregation of Israel mm-hmm. for more than 10 generations. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's a, I think it's it says not even to not the 10th generation. Yeah. They're bad so, news. Stay right. away from them. Don't associate with them. Yeah. Right. And, and these it, are also the people that we talked about yesterday who um, had a lot of like temple prostitution, um, sacrificed their own children. So, you know, Ruth and, or not Ruth, I keep saying Ruth, I'm sorry, Naomi and Elimelech have taken their family from the Israelite nation and moved them into this really historical enemy into their property um, to set up their transitory home. It's like us going to Canada, but not really. <laughs> Canada's nice. <laughs> I, was say, I, don't, I, was like, I think wow. we'd be okay in Canada. But, I was just yeah. kidding about Canada. Canada, you're a great country. They're so nice. They're the <laughs> they're, nicest they're people. There's some people there, don't they? They do. They do. They're the nicest people as long as they're not on ice skates. I was going to say, just don't cross the hockey teams. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Earlier, like in Numbers, when the pe- men of Israel um, just don't listen to what God has to say and, and ignores his laws, and in Numbers 25, 1 and 2, it says, the men, the Israelite men, began to indulge in sexual immorality with Moabite women who invited them to the sacrifices of their gods. The other nation used um, other nations used prostitution as an act of worship to their gods, and and the Israelite men started to go along with that practice, and so it doesn't take them long to be involved in the sins of the other nations, which is why they're not supposed to have interaction with them. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Just I'm thinking sexuality and then food. Those are two very simple ways to slide into what you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the temptation just, you know, if they said like, don't work and build things, it's like, okay, guys are like, okay, I won't work and build it. But sexuality at the temple, every, yeah, I'm in. You know, I could see how that would easily be drawn in right yeah and but another piece on this so i think we've pretty have we pretty much established mobites were bad news this is a dangerous Mm -hmm. place for all them um, 
what's his name? Elimelech? Elimelech. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. To be bringing his family um, and then to stay for that long. So it, it was definitely him taking things into his own hands. Mm-hmm. But the part that keeps touching me through this whole thing is putting my place, myself in Naomi's place. I, I cannot imagine losing my husband, then my two sons. Mm-hmm. That had to be heartbreaking for her. Yeah. And she, she knows, she's in a culture where she knows that this is not a good place for her. Mm-hmm. Right? So she doesn't have the comfort of her family of origin, basically, to come around her during these times. Yeah, and she's somewhere that is so counterculture to what she was raised in and her own traditions that I can I can't even imagine how difficult that would be. Mm-hmm. Because you don't even have your own your own funeral um practices, rituals right? yeah. and stuff, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, just even those little everyday things wouldn't catch up to you. Mm-hmm. So. Well, there's they have nothing. Um, they have no way to take care of themselves. She has uh, no way to take care of herself. And women in those days don't didn't have much of a voice. They didn't own the property. Yeah. So right. she she's left basically with no way to live. And then she has these two daughters that she has taken on that she's now mm-hmm. kind of responsible for mm-hmm. something else that I thought was very interesting. You know, you think about um, Naomi and she's moved across the country and, or she's moved, you know, to another country and then they've lived there for 10 years and she has these daughters in law. And I always imagine like this older woman, right. she's probably in her forties yeah. Yeah. because they got married very young mm-hmm. and had children right away. And so she, yeah, I mean, she's probably early forties. Yeah. And That's the girls are probably, of, yeah. probably like in their twenties, early twenties. Yeah. Right. She could but, even be still in her thirties. I was just going to say that mm-hmm. they could have married younger. Yeah. yeah. yeah because she a does say, life to live. you know, are mm-hmm. you going to wait for me to get married again and have more babies so mm-hmm. that maybe I could produce a son that you could marry? Um, so yeah, she was still a young enough woman mm-hmm. that she could have remarried and had more children. Ooh, can you imagine being, you know, say forty years old and having all of that? That's a lot of life to live in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not mm-hmm. for them so much, but those, for us. Yeah, people are back then. Were, I think they're used to hardships. You know, used to a harder way of life, but losing your husband and your sons, uh, kill me, kill Mm -hmm. me now, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, and it just seemed like, you know, this portion of the scripture just was like, wait a minute, let's just kind of see what that was like for her. Because it's not like she's like, oh, just this person. It's like she's had huge losses here. Her whole life is lost. Not only that, when her her sons married the Moabite women, it's like, what's lost to me? I'm not going back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm here now forever. So she's lost her culture back there. But she can still keep up the traditions and her faith, and she does do that. But I'm sure at that point she was like, there's no hope now. I'm not going back. 
Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. That's a good segue into our next, <laughs> our next Ooh. day of discussion. Stay tuned. Yes, because day. there's a mystery afoot. There is, for sure. Not that big of a mystery, but we can make it exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You should read your Bible. It's very exciting. <laughs> You'll get the answers if you want to know the answers ahead of time. You know how the people that read the back of the book first? Oh, that's me. Yes. The back? <laughs> Are you really? You know. I read like the first two chapters and then I read the last probably five or six pages because I need to know if I'm wasting my time or not. <laughs> you know what? I kind of do that too sometimes. I'm like, okay, is this, I don't even care. Like, I just want this one person to live. Okay. They're in the back. <laughs> right. Then I'll read it once I know. <laughs> yeah. I well, don't want to know. Stay tuned. Yes. That's like a stay spoiler. Tuned. Okay. I'll do a spoiler. Naomi lives. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> you don't have to go to the back of the book. And so does, so does Ruth. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely not a spoiler. All right. Yeah. Well, Terry, do you want to um, wrap us up today? Mm. Father, we're just so thankful to be um, doing this study together. We just pray for the women uh, or anyone who is listening to this, that their hearts will be blessed and that the, um, Spirit would move them to uh, see what kind of relationship they have with God and whether they need to maybe move out into a different direction. And Lord, we just um, are so thankful that you're present in our lives. We just um, pray for any woman who maybe has lost her husband, maybe lost a child, and they're, they're reading this and they know the full brunt of maybe what Naomi has gone through. We just pray for broken hearts brokenhearted women and men. We just pray that you would um, be close to them, that you would comfort them, that you would hold them in your loving arms, Lord, and, and help them to find comfort in you. Uh, we just pray um, blessings on every single person that's listening to us. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ha <laughs> 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 <laughs>